Ben, I'm still shocked that your school lunch order was a pie and a roll. No, half a pie and a roll. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes it better. <laughs> a buttered roll? I can't remember the details. Yeah, it was buttered, but maybe some margarine. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, my school lunch order was a hot dog with tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Big M. 50 cents worth of gummy bears, 50 cents worth of gummy strawberries, which is perfection. Like, that's all the food groups. That's all you ever need. And you would just combine all of them together into one super snack. <laughs> exactly. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but we don't fight with food, we fight with facts. I'm Ben Birchall and I'm joined by Emily Naismith. Hello, Em. Hello. This is our hot dog episode. Let's fight about hot dogs. Let's do it. We love a questionable 70s recipe here on Ingridopedia. Sure do. You made a legitimately good apricot chicken with orange juice recently. Yes. I've made a lot of questionable 70s recipes like the tuna jelly salad. Don't bring it up again. Yeah, you still vomit at the thought of the liverwurst pineapple eight or so years on. Um, But we can't cover hot dogs without delving into 1970s recipes It's impossible. Like the absolute grip hold hot dogs had on like the 70s dinner party circuit. What was going on? Like all all these like vintage recipe Instagrams I follow just absolutely do the most – Brutal things to hot dogs, and I had to had to look into one of these seriously scary recipes. Um, ben, do you like surprises? Uh, not hot dog related surprises, okay. I'll be honest. But damn, yeah. because this recipe is called hot dog surprise oh, okay. number one. <laughs> okay. And I was thinking instead of describing the recipe, like I usually do, and getting you to taste it after you know how, you know what's involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe today I'd get you to taste it first and we can try and work backwards as to what's involved. Okay. All right. So imagine it's the 1970s and you've come over for a dinner party. Mm-hmm. I hand around some hors d'oeuvres and yep. that's when you see the hot dog surprise number one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's tiny toast. I do, I do love myself a tiny toast. Do I know that it's called hot dog surprise number one or do I just sort of... Oh, I've made you hot dog surprise number oh, one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay. Here's me tasting. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's creamy. It's hot doggy. I mean, it's got hot dog. It does have hot dogs. It has two other ingredients. On the toast. Uh, what is the creamy? Is it? Is it mayonnaise? It's not mayonnaise. Mm. No, it's close. Cream cheese. Yeah. Okay. Hot dogs, cream cheese, and I think seventies. Is it uh, cream of mushroom soup? That is so close. <laughs> it's cream of celery oh, soup. Damn it! <laughs> that was my next guess. Yeah, okay. Now I'll take it to bite, knowing that that's the surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not the worst thing you've made me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I love how the first step in this is to chop the hot dogs until they're the consistency of coarse cornmeal. That was impossible to do. <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you, like co- coarse cornmeal? I think that's like a, a like a non-fine flowery type yeah. of thing. Like, I was chopping that hot dog for like five minutes, and I could not get it smaller than no. the pieces that I did. Um, and then one of the next steps was you know, mix mix the cream cheese and the soup and the hot dogs together, put it in the fridge for an hour to firm up and then put it on the little toasts and then place it on a cookie sheet, mm. as in C-O-O-K-Y. I think that's what they call like an oven. Yeah, okay. Oven pan. Yeah, just a pan, yep. Yeah, um, and then you broil them. So I think that means grill. Grill, yep. yeah. Um, so... My main highlight was that it's called hot dog surprise number one. Yeah. Implying it implies that there are more, more hot, yeah. hot dog surprises for future episodes. I look forward to it. Okay, Emily, we are going, I mean, you were bringing up very American terms there, mm. roiling, you know, hot dogs are the quintessential American food. They are. Um, so when you think hot dogs, um, or especially if you Google hot dogs anytime in July, you're going to get you know, all sorts of like 4th of July cookout recipes, or you're going to get a story about the world's premier competitive eating competition where every 4th of July competitive eaters like Joey, Jaws, Chestnut, and Takeru, the Tsunami Kobayashi, eat as many hot dogs as they can in 10 minutes. I'm talking about the Nathan's world famous hot dog eating competition. Mm. It's a hot dog competition. It's held in front of like... 40,000 people every 4th of July at Coney Island. Uh, it's like live 40,000 people live watch. Live 40,000 people watch. It's That's like wild. it's broadcast on like ESPN. It's yeah. treated like a like a genuine sporting competition, which, That's which like half it is. the MCG. This year's champion as has been for the past God knows how long was Joey Jaws Chestnut. Uh, he ate 62 hot dogs and buns, mm. I might add. In 10 minutes. Oh. That's, and that's not even even his record. Um, that's not physically possible, surely. Well, surely. Uh, it is, and he, he does it again and again. But that's Joey George Chestnut. He's the best. But did you know that the third place winner in 2023 is Australian? Mm, King. James Webb, who's only been a competitive eater for two years, smashed 47 hot dogs in 10 minutes. <sighs> that's still impressive. And do you want another hot dog surprise? No. <laughs> we have him on Ingredipedia. I spoke oh, to him earlier this look week. Look at you go. <laughs> this is me chatting with James Webb, the third place getter at Nathan's world famous hot dog eating competition. So how does one become a competitive eater? Tell, tell me a little bit of your story of, of, of how, how you got where you are. Uh, so it started off as a bit of a joke. Um, I did a food challenge uh, with my fiance. Like she watched me eat a big burger and um, it kind of went like pretty viral on the internet, um, on the radio, on the TV. And then I, like, obviously because obviously the internet circulates, um, I didn't know, but there's like a little secret society, a little community of competitive eaters. And um, they have a, we, we have a Facebook group <clears throat> and they're all talking about me. And then a few of them reached out to me and invited me to like competitions and hey come to this cafe like let's meet blah 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 come to a few a few food challenges and um it kind of just spiraled into what it is now so did they kind of like 
see you had something, you know, like a, a, a bit of natural talent that could be could be uh, shaped. I guess so, because um, the burger that I ate, 55 people had failed it. So it was pretty <laughs> big. Um, at the time, it was Australia's largest burger. So, yeah, I guess by me being able to finish it, um, yeah, natural talent, I guess. So just on hot dogs for one second, like, I mean, I've seen you eat everything on your Insta, like, you know, pizzas and burgers and everything imaginable. What What is it um, uh, that makes hot dogs kind of the, the, the big competitive eating food? Because hot dogs are American <laughs> and Americans, they do everything next level. So yeah. obviously it was going to be a hot dog. So in America, hot dogs are like our meat pies. Yeah. You go to a gas station, you go to a sporting event, yeah, on the side of the road, there's hot dog trucks, you know, like it's hot dogs. Like they don't have meat pies. They have wherever we can buy a meat pie, they can buy a hot dog and then yeah. some, and then some, you know, so hot dog is like their, their national food. Um, and Nathan's obviously being a massive hot dog company. Um, yeah, I guess they just teamed up and the biggest contest is the hot dog contest. And it's like religion to them. Like everyone knows about it. Are they easier to eat, harder harder to eat compared to you know burgers or pizza, or is it is it all the same? Like it's just kind of much harder. Firstly, I think hot dogs are disgusting. <laughs> Secondly, the uh, the way in which you must eat the hot dogs to be competitive is pure filth. I don't condone dipping bread in water, not one bit. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But I would much rather eat a burger or a pizza. Or anything for that matter. <laughs> but you, you suffer for your art and, and for your sport. Look, I guess, look, the analogy I give often, it's like boxing. Mm. A boxer loves to box and loves to fight and loves the sport and loves to compete, but doesn't like to be punched in the face. So dipping bread in water is like being punched in the face. We really look forward to to seeing where you're going to take this, James. It's um it's incredible watching you so far. And we're going to definitely, uh, our listeners are going to, going to keep an eye out for, for what you eat next. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, thank you to James for joining us. He's an extraordinary competitive eater. We can't wait to see what he eats next. Um, And just, yeah, fascinating to hear what it's like being in the eye of the hurricane and also how gross it is. Yeah, very disturbing. Ben, what was your favourite movie as a kid? Ah. Oh, there's so many. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah. Goonies, I don't okay. know. Uh, pff, uh, yep. Okay, yep. overwhelming. Yeah, I remember liking Sandlot Kids, The Witches, Pippi Longstocking. Very mm-hmm. different eras. Were you into Disney movies at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I, oh, Sunday night Disney movie was like a big thing yeah. for us as kids. My house was a Disney black hole. Um, mm. And I grew up basically not knowing anything about Disney and feeling like an outcast at, at school for that reason, except for some reason we had Aladdin on VHS, which was like the only VHS we had that wasn't something taped off the TV. So I knew Aladdin back to front, like every note of every song. So when people talk about Disney princesses, I don't really have any strong opinions about them or care in the slightest, except when they appear in Lucky Peach the now defunct quarterly food magazine created by Dave Chang. We love it. R.I.P. So let me introduce you to one of the visual highlights of the whole Lucky Peach back catalogue. Do you yep. know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Okay, this is Disney princesses reimagined <laughs> as hot dogs. 
So yes. I'll put a picture up on Instagram for people yes. to see. But basically, there's Ariel, and mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a crude toddler drawing of yeah. a Disney princess, yeah. but as a hot dog. Yeah. So there's Ariel. She's the got, hot dogs in the barn. Then she's got maybe some like Chinese cabbage as a as her tail. Yeah, some sauce hair and sauce eyes and mouth. Yeah. Then we've got Pocahontas with her dress made of cheese <laughs> and she's got barbecue sauce as her hair, I think. <laughs> yep. We've got Rapunzel with a lovely layered dress made of red onion and I think some corn silk yeah, look, as corn her silk. hair. Yep, yep. And then we've got Belle and she's got the processed cheese and mustard gown nice. on. Nice. And a little bit of an updo with barbecue sauce. So they're incredible. 10 out of 10. ten. No notes. Yep, no notes. Would eat. Well, maybe not, but... <laughs> Except the only Disney princess I can personally get behind, Jasmine yeah. from Aladdin, is missing. So I've made my own Disney princess hot dog to add to the crew. <laughs> okay. I knew it wouldn't travel, so I made it at home and took a picture. <laughs> okay. We've got I'll, – I'll, I'll give you a little picture. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we've got cabbage dress. Oh. Please. Jasmine pot. wears like those oh, puffy harem pants. pants. Yeah. yeah, sorry, cabbage harem <laughs> pants. What do you, is that a cupie? What's Ooh, the I white? wish I no. I decided I, it was supposed to be more yellow. It's cheese, okay. cheese jewelry, cheese jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was baby bell, so it's basically white. <laughs> okay, barbecue sauce hair. Barbecue sauce hair. Yeah. Um. And can I ask a question, Em? Yep. Was she delicious? No, I did. I did have a bite of jasmine, and I can say that it was not delicious. But I'm not. I'm not hugely. I'm not that into hot dogs anyway. Mm. But like, and I'm definitely not into barbecue sauce. So I had to buy that <laughs> to make jasmine's hair. So now there's barbecue sauce in my house. Um, so what's the next step for jasmine? Are you going to submit her to? Yeah, I might just tag Dave Chang and like try and get noticed okay. finally. <laughs> um, I mean, as I've done before, again. Again. I'll do it again. <laughs> All right, keep this posted. No shame. Emily, you've been busy uh, creating art out of mm. hot dogs. Um, I, I had a bit of a play with hot dogs as well because one of the things I, I realised is like, you know, when we're sort of deciding what to talk about with each ingredient, it's like, you know, what are the – Sometimes what I look like are what are those friction points? What do people fight about when it comes to hot dogs? Mm. And it feels like the way that they are cut and grilled in America is very contentious. Okay. When would you cut a hot dog? Well, you would butterfly them for more surface area. There's some hot dog chains that cut them down the middle. So that's one one split or butterflied. Um, A proponent of this is Kendra Vaculin in Epicurious, for example. Uh, She says applying... The butterfly method to a hot dog means cutting a slit down the length to, uh, of the link to open and flatten into one piece, creating a wider and more even cam- canvas for blistering and grill marks. I like to press butterfly dogs cut side down onto the grill to connect as much of the flat surface against the grates as possible, maximizing char before flipping. I'll show you what I mean. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever had a hot dog like that. Like, Well, they, we, they kind of eat them differently, right? Yeah. Like, you know, these are skinless. They're not kind of like the red. So there you go. There's there's a butterfly dog. It can't, it's split mm. down the middle. You're right. You're right. They don't they don't travel well. No. I won't make you eat it. Thank you. But you Thank can look you. at it. Mm. Um, I've got some mustard here. If you do want to eat it, you can. <laughs> but yeah, skinless Franks, they cook them on the barbecue. They're not like, they don't just like leave them 
floating in some. <laughs> don't take a photo. I'm it's take really a photo. not, not, not yet. Take a photo of my. In a second, um, they don't just leave them floating in water or like, uh, like my friend Sam who takes them to the footy in a thermos. Yeah, um, we've talked about That's thermos hot behavior. dogs before. King behavior. God bless <laughs> I you. I mean, Mr. the Floney. only way to eat a hot dog, really. In but Australia. yeah, they, they eat them. Yeah, they're skinless. They cook them on on a barbecue. Um, these are these are not. High quality. These okay, are just, so these are skinless. These are skinless. Are yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they don't look like the hot dogs I'm used to. No, but they're closer to the American yeah. type. So that's that's one very very passionate piece. Oh, you know, there's just your standard. Yep. There you go. <laughs> they're standard. <laughs> okay. So you don't need to t- touch uh, it. Inspecting. Yep. It's that just looks like that's a just grilled. But you, you yep. can see that you've got double the surface area yeah. when you. I can see the, butterfly. the mathematical benefits. And then you can like fill up the butterfly, like the, the center of the butterfly mm. with your relish and pickles and whatnot. Because it is really about yeah. what you put on the hot dog. And it's a flat surface too, so they're not going to fall off. There you go. Like you do, like you would on Correct. So butterfly, cylindrical one. I get. Now there was another one mm. that went a little viral this summer. Um, do you follow Carolina Galen on the TikTok? She's a I chef. I think I do. I um, think you've sent me her videos before. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. Um, <laughs> She created a spiral. Oh, hot dog. okay. This looks like the um. The Maybe you want to get a photo spiral. of that. So it's like oh, a. I should get a video so you can see the jiggle, really. <laughs> so I mean, I can play you. I can play you some of Carolina talking about it. She's very passionate. It's super easy to do. Here I'm inserting a skewer in the center of a hot dog, then going around it at a 45 degree angle using a knife. The hot dog spirals open up in the pan, they caramelize beautifully, and they can hold so many more toppings due to their shape. So there you go. It's yeah. about increasing surface area. I mean, hers look a little better than mine, maybe. <laughs> also, hers are warm, mine are cold. Um, so that is, um, yeah, the spiral version. It went a little crazy. I don't know. There's like two and a half thousand comments on her TikTok. Yeah. You can um, see the, um, like, it's got lots of crevices for toppings. and. That's exactly stuff. right. Yeah. The, and she basically fills it up with like this delicious kind of roasted uh, pepper and, you know, yeah. uh, she does gourmet things to it. So that's the third shape. People are very, very interested in that one. And the last one I want to talk about is uh, a little shape that, um, well, and where it started for me was a little shape called the Frankie Doodle Dandy. Um, this is from uh, Swift Premium Franks from the 1970s. That's like, this is the kind of stuff that I, uh, it's just all my saved Instagram posts. Basically, yeah. it looks like a gingerbread man. Just a gingerbread man a hot dog. made out of hot dogs. But then I've noticed that somebody called Siba Table, who make strange things with food, seems to be Japanese. I'm not sure if you know. No. I feel like that's somebody you should follow him. Yeah. Have taken Frankie Doodle Dandy to the next <laughs> level and kind of made him, I guess, more androgynous. Um, this is. Oh, my God, Ben. This is terrifying. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Um, ben just pulled out a hot dog person out of his little lunchbox. Um, well, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I've used cloves for <laughs> eyes, pasta, the pasta hair. Um yeah, I mean, you can take a photo. I've taken a whole video of Frankie Doodle Dandy. I was taking a video. <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, I was going to heat this up and make you eat it, but I think... No, I don't want to eat Frankie Doodle Dandy, thank you. Okay. Is the hair pasta? Um, the hair is, yeah, pasta. So you insert uh, uncooked spaghetti into the, the top of your... That's where it's like, it's it not quite Frankie Doodle uncooked. Dandy. Yeah, no, it's, it's it, maybe... It's I didn't, not al dente. Al dente. It's pretty... It's, it's not quite cooked. You're, you're right. This is not edible, um, but it is just a little friend. It's terrifying. Just a little guy. Hey, hey I'm buddy. not going to sleep. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Ever. So yeah, that they're the major cuts of hot dog. You're talking butterfly spiral, plain, and uh, Frankie Doodle Dandy with um, <laughs> with, with pasta hair. Ben, is a trip to IKEA something you look forward to or absolutely dread? I love it. I love it. That is so surprising. I live in regional Victoria now. Yeah. I haven't been to IKEA in years and I miss it so much. Oh. I love it. I haven't been in years, but that's because it brings out the demon inside me. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets divorced when they go to IKEA. I get <laughs> yeah. that. But like, I just like, like a little <clears throat> sneaky solo run to IKEA. You just imagine your life in Scandinavia in a little apartment in the on the banks of the yeah. whatever river goes through Copenhagen. Mm, Is it the yeah. Danube? It's not, but you know. I find it very stressful. Like at the end, I'm like so overstimulated. I'm either in tears or about to phys physically assault someone and I'll almost definitely and have crashed my car trying to get out of the car park really quickly. Um, but perhaps where I'm going wrong is that I don't get the hot dog reward at the end. Yes, you are going wrong. I just want to get out of there and no. like go home and cry. They're so cheap and for I some know. reason the, the hot dog's much bigger than the bun. So a hot dog makes everything better? Everything. Okay. So when you get the hot dog at Ikea, what do you put on top? Ketchup and mustard. Okay. On the website, it says, like, I, I, I've been to the Ikea restaurant, but I had the meatball, so I haven't had the hot dog. No, no, the hot dog's at the end after. I know, yeah, I know, but yeah. I just, I want, yeah. I know, you were I trying to, to get vacate. out. I get it, I get it. Um, on the website, it said there was also cheese and roasted onion to put on top. Um, Is that true? Yes. Yeah, I don't normally get that, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, are there any pickles to put on top? No. Because in Germany's IKEA, you can put pickles on your hot dog and fried onions. And there's also an option of a chicken hot dog or a pork and beef hot dog and like a vegan one. Sure. So I want to take you and our listeners on an Ingridopedia tour of Ikeas of the world to see the difference in hot dog offerings. Okay. So in Sweden, the home of Ikea, it looks like they come in a slightly different bun. The name of the bun translates to soft bread and it does look very soft and mm. pillowy. Um, and you can top with roasted onions, pickled red cabbage, pickled cucumber and skagen, oh. which I think is like a prawn and mayo type spread thing. Wow. Yeah. In Turkey, you can get a double hot dog, so two hot dogs in the one bun. And in Greece, you can get a hot dog drenched in melted cheese. Melted cheese. Mm. Not this, just it seems like we are just, just dusting it with shredded cheddar. Yeah. In Japan, you can get a regular hot dog or you can get a fish dog, which is a slab of fried fish in a hot dog bun with tartare sauce. Wow. And I've also seen in the past that Japan has done a special promotion where the hot dog and bun are completely black and it's called the Ninja Dog. And it's a charcoal infused foot long hot dog mm. that's just black along with the jet black bun. And like the hot dog is so long, it like 
comically overhangs the bun because it's a foot-long hot dog. Are you I, interested in I that? Don't, I don't I'm trying to pick, like... It's just all black. Yeah. I mean... It was like a craze, I reckon. Yeah, those black buns were. That was a yeah. big, that was a big thing. Like at the at the dawn of Ingredipedia, we were yeah. in that moment where <laughs> yeah, all the hamburger buns needed to be black. Yeah. So yes, if IKEA want to sponsor us to do a world tour of their hot dogs, I'm on board because I've got to say, after researching them all, I'm I'm almost at the stage where I'm ready to go to IKEA again. Whoa. And I thought I could do it last weekend to prepare for this, but then I, I chickened out at the last minute. I'm like, can't do it, can't do it. Can't <laughs> okay. Do it. But right. I think maybe I can now with the power of a hot dog. I'll report back. We look forward to it. Emily, you know I love food history. I do know that. And so we couldn't throw an ingredient like hot dog into the mix without expecting me to look at the invention of it. Who were the who were the geniuses behind the invention of the hot dog? Yeah, that's the stuff that I just don't even look at because I'm like, that's Ben's territory. Yeah, well, I did it. Okay. And I had some expectations because we talked about Nathan's world famous hot dogs in Coney Island. Um, And so I just kind of Googled Nathan's hot dogs and invention and Mm. just kind of like a bit lazy. And I landed on this page on a company called Feltman's. It's like their about page. And so I'm just reading it, reading it, reading it, not really thinking much of it. It says the birth of the modern American Frankfurter. It all started in 1867 in Coney Island, yeah, unsurprising, Coney Island, New York, when Charles Feltman, a German immigrant and baker by trade, invented the first hot dog as a convenient way for beachgoers to enjoy frankfurter sausages on a long slice bun without the hassle of plates or silverware. I'm like, yep, cool. Mm, That makes sense. Beach hot dogs. His name's not Nathan, but okay, whatever. First sold along the sand dunes from his converted pie cart, Charles Feltman's Coney Island Red Hots were an instant sensation. And from these humble beginnings grew Feltman's Ocean Pavilion in Coney Island, which would one day become known as the largest restaurant in the world, serving up to 10,000 guests at once. Wow. So That is wild. Um, That's a lot of... A lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's a lot of hot dogs. Now, this is what it says on the website. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Following decades of success, in 1916, a longtime Feltman's bun slicer named Nathan Handworker quit and set up a rival hot dog shop nearby, undercutting his former employer. But while Nathan famously tried to claim the original hot dog fame, we all know that Feltman's is really where it all began, and now you do too. Mm, so I'm like, so there's a rivalry. <laughs> there's a rivalry, and I've st- stumbled straight into like this is straight up Feltman's yeah propaganda. propaganda. But the reason they started Feltman's, Feltman's is like being relaunched by the grandson of a former worker. Mm. Um, and he is saying that Nathan's hot dogs aren't what they used to be. Um, this is from a Coney Island blog post. The Nathan's restaurant hot dogs today come from Sabret in the Bronx. The supermarket Nathan's Hot Dogs are licensed to the China-based WH Group, which makes them in America using Smithfield's production facilities. They're sort of, mm. They've relaunched Feltman's because Nathan's isn't what they used to be. Okay. And they're making them to like this original recipe and there's a big thing. So there's, uh, there's an article on Eater, who served the best Coney Island hot dog, Nathan's or Feltman's? Um, so they're playing the history angle. They're playing. They're, they're sort of saying, "Yeah, we went away, but we were the originals." And they're like, really coming at Nathan's. You know, I guess Nathan's is still controlling the narrative. Yeah. But Feltman's are really, really coming at them. Well, I mean, let's go to Coney Island and decide for ourselves. I think we should. Mm. Maybe we'll go see James Webb there next next Fourth uh, of July. Mm, maybe we'll join in. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay, what did we talk about? I made hot dog surprise number one. Also made a little Disney princess out of hot dogs. And then I travelled the world with Ikea hot dogs. And I interviewed competitive eater James Webb, third place getter at the Nathan's World Famous uh, Hot Dog Eating Competition. And I created some different surface areas and a little a little friend. Yeah. A little hot dog friend before talking about the bitter feud between Nathan's and Feltman's in Coney Island. Yeah, so jump on our Instagram and vote for whose hot dog facts you like the most. We'll see you next time. See you later. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present.